0: Well, hello, everyone. It's Lori Rubenstein, and today we're going to be talking about healing stress through forgiveness. And this is the February 2014 support call. I just want to say that I had just a really amazing time at the Sedona Yoga Festival and Peace Week this last week, and I know that there's a lot of people out there who are thinking about and talking about forgiveness now. And I'm really excited to be part of that process for everyone. So the premise of this call is that the level of happiness and self-satisfaction you have in life is directly related to the thoughts that you think. You know, the whole saying, as you think, so you become. So we're talking today really about stress and forgiveness, and we're looking at forgiveness from a number of different aspects. But in today's call in particular, it's about stress. So I guess the first question really is, what is stress? Stress is the body's way of responding to certain situations in life. The really good things about stress is that it motivates us to get things done. It helps us to stay focused and stay on track, especially in an emergency. You know, if your child falls down, and you have to rush your child to the emergency room, your stress is definitely pumping, but you're getting the job done. So that's sort of the good part of stress. This is a sort of stress 101. So what happens with the body is that the brain tells the body to go into fight-or-flight mode by releasing adrenaline and cortisol. So fight-or-flight mode, if you can imagine The bear is chasing you, right? You're in the woods. The bear is chasing you. It's going to, if it gets you, it's going to mull you and maybe even eat you. That's stress. Your heart rate increases. You're breathing heavy. Your immune system shuts down. All essential body functions literally shut down. And this is the problem that happens with chronic stress, you know, when you're stressed out for years and years and years. Your immune system is not working as well, and it can't really protect you against disease, which makes sense. And stress comes from, obviously, a lot of different factors. In our society, I think most people are walking around pretty stressed out. But the ones I want to cover tonight are the ones that aren't really the external ones, like your job or getting in a car accident. It's more of the internal ones, you know, the ones that you really have a lot more control over. So it may be like right-wrong thinking or judgments about other people or judgments about yourself. There's a lot of stress going on when you're beating yourself up or you're feeling shame and guilt. Another thing that happens, I think, is we start looking for peace not within but outside of us. And that actually stresses us out. In the forgiveness realm, for example, holding on to anger or bitterness or blaming other people, that also causes long-term stress. You know, fighting with someone all the time, being mad about things, feeling less than. One of the things about stress that I want to stress is that the thoughts that we have are very acidic often to our bodies. You know, these acidic spots that we have literally are like long-term damage to our body. They really cause a lot of stress, too. And Harvard University, for example, says that 60 to 90% of all physician visits are stress-related. And there's a lot of research out there. I'm not going to go into all the research, but there's a lot of research that is showing that forgiveness can literally boost the body's immune system. It allows you to let go of the hurt, the anger, the bitterness by releasing the guilt, the shame, the blame, the anger, all that stuff. And while I'm not saying, oh, my gosh, you know, if you have cancer, this is going to cure you, so what I am saying, it gives you a little better chance, or maybe a lot better chance. But it definitely gives you a better chance because your immune system is working better. So obviously we want optimum health. And one way that we can do that is really through forgiveness. And you know, you might be familiar with the concept of acidic eating. That like if you eat certain foods, They're more acidic than others. You know, some foods are more alkaline, some are more acidic. And there's this pH going on in your body, and if your body doesn't feel well and the pH is all off, it becomes literally like a friendly environment to bacteria and viruses, literally like a cancer-friendly environment. I think this is important. It was an Australian study by a Dr. Robert Young that said that your mental state can create more metabolic acids than the food you're eating. In fact, two to three times more than the food you ingest, which is really interesting because I've always guessed at this, but of course, you know, I'm not a scientist. I don't have any proof of this. But there is this idea, for example, I like this example because it makes a lot of sense for me. So if I'm on a diet and I'm telling myself that I should eat a particular kind of food, and I don't eat that particular kind of food. I believe that my thoughts about that I should have eaten the food or why didn't I eat this food and the beating myself up for not eating the food is literally worse for me than just eating the food. So I'm always suggesting to people that if you are going to eat food that isn't particularly good for you, enjoy every minute of <laughs> it, you know, bless it. And just enjoy it and be grateful for it. Just be like, okay, so, you know, I had that pizza and it was awesome, or I ate that ice cream it was awesome, thank you, God, blah, 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 rather than, I can't believe I did that. And, you know, you're probably familiar with Dr. Emoto's water study. And this was a study where they took water from polluted areas and then from really healthy areas and put water in vials. So the same water could be collected in different vials for example and some of them could be prayed over you could write the word love or forgiveness or peace on some vials other vials you could be like playing some violent grunge music or say you know hitler on the bottle or ugly or stupid and you freeze these samples and under a microscope the samples are showing these beautifully formed crystals on the ones that are either from a very healthy source or are from a source that has, like, the words love or peace on it or that were prayed over in a really beautiful way. And the ones that had really negative things said to it or were from very polluted areas, there were no crystals, like no beautiful snowflakey kind of crystals. You know, they were just sort of a mishmash. You know, there might have been some patterns, but... They weren't pretty. They weren't uplifting. So it's really interesting because if you think that your body is 60 to 70 to 80% water, then the thoughts that we think, how is that really affecting the water in our bodies, our blood, our cells, our DNA, our arteries, our heart? It's just holding on to that chronic unforgiveness or that continuing beating ourselves up or not being good enough, you know, all those negative thoughts are really, really, really harming our body. So all of this is to say that your health is just another really, really good reason to step into the place of forgiveness and really cultivate more forgiveness in your life. There was another study. There's a forgiveness project, I think it's out of Stanford. It said, emotional unforgiveness causes a chronic stress response which results in obsessing about the wrong done to you. Rumination is what gets people into trouble. Rumination is the mental health bad boy. It's associated with almost everything bad in the mental health field. Obsessive-compulsive disorder, anxiety, depression. And then they said probably hives, too. (laughs) And then you had like Duke University says that practicing forgiveness lowers levels of chronic pain, less anger, less depression, and the Mayo Clinic saying forgiveness has definite ramifications on mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. So we want more of that. For sure, we want more of that. And, you know, those chronic, unforgiving thoughts are all about the past, right? It's all about wishing the past was different. And Carolyn Mace, she's a medical intuitive, She says, the past cannot provide your body with life force energy. And not forgiving someone is a powerful way not to heal. It's pretty big when you think about it that way. The more you're living in the past, would have, could have, should have kind of thought, the more you're living in the past, the harder it is for you to heal and be really well in the future. And, you know, I guess I just want to say there's others, the Stanford University University, Research in disease prevention says holding on to bitterness for years wears at your heart and your immune system. So while we don't have time to go into this in a lot of detail, you probably already know. If you go to iTunes and you download the forgiveness teachings, there is like Forgiveness 101, and then we go through the whole four-step living with forgiveness process. There's a lot of detailed information I give on those very short, again, just like this today, 15-minute segment on forgiveness, how to forgive, why to forgive. But what I want to do today was do this really quick head-to-heart meditation for you. This is a one-minute quickie. <laughs> and the purpose is really to reduce stress in your life and help you to really move from your brain down into your heart, really in your body, and feed your body with some love. So what I'd like you to do... Is close your eyes and take a really slow deep breath in. Almost like you're counting for five seconds in and then releasing for five seconds out. And as I speak to you, just keep breathing in slowly Five seconds in and five seconds out with your attention on your heart. When you're breathing in and out five seconds at a time you are on a ten second cycle. You're basically breathing six breaths a minute. And what's interesting about this is it puts your breath in sync with the amygdala. The part of the brain that deals with anxiety and fear. It's in the limbic system. And it's literally that part of your brain that tells you when to go into fight-or-flight. Slow, regular breaths give the heart the message that it does not have to be in fight-or-flight mode and it can relax. It literally tells your heart To ignore the brain's warning sign, the brain's panic mode, because you're not really in fear. So, when you do this, slow breathing, you can literally do this, let's say you're going into a meeting with your boss, or you're getting ready to go on stage and speak or you're just really angry with someone and you might not be ready to forgive them yet, but you're feeling anger and you don't want that anger to stay in your body, I'd like you to just remember that you can literally do this one-minute quickie session that will literally help your body to slow down And keep your immune system healthy and responding well to the stress in your environment. I think, as a forgiveness teacher, that what I really have noticed in the last couple years is that the hardest thing for people to do is really to forgive themselves and to let go of the need to be perfect the story that you tell yourself about being perfect. And it's just so important to stop beating yourself up. And beating yourself up, those would have, could have, should have, adding more shame, adding more guilt, you know, wishing the past could be different, all these are huge asset producers. So I'd like you to think of how your life, what it would be like If you could really let go of beating yourself up, wishing your paths were different. If you could be more self-accepting and self-loving and give up the ideas of revenge and retaliation. Feel that in your heart just setting the intention and asking the questions. What would my life be like? How would it be different if I let go of wishing the paths were different? If I stopped beating myself up? That's already starting it in process. I really want you to know that by asking that question, you've set in process a movement inside of your body, inside of your heart, in your brain, to start answering that question? How would it be different? So if you're having any trouble with this, obviously I'm glad to help you one-on-one or come to any of the other groups. Definitely go online and download the iTunes podcast Just go into your iTunes account and put in the Forgiveness Teachings, and the subject for next month for all the classes will be Intimacy and Forgiveness. So, you know that has to be juicy, right? So, I hope you enjoyed these Forgiveness Teachings. This is Lori Rubenstein, and for more information, you may go to www.lorirubenstein.com or For more information on the topic of forgiveness, please purchase the book, Forgiveness, Colin Heal Your Past and Find the Peace You Deserve.